0: It's been a while since we've done an episode on marriage and Elisha and I are really excited about this episode. He's going to be talking about marriage during pregnancy and I'm going to be talking about sex during pregnancy. And I'm sure we have, you know, plenty of opinions once the other person starts talking on what they're talking about. But I'm really excited to talk about this today because it's just where we're at as usual and I hope you guys enjoy it if you haven't given us a rating or review yet i'm going to take over elisha's job his kind of unassumed role of asking for that rating or a review if you would scroll down to the bottom of the itunes podcast app you'll see five stars if you want to click on the fifth star that'd be awesome or there's a little box where you could put in some words about what you like about the podcast If you're confused, like if you're listening on Google Play or Spotify or something aside from iTunes, you aren't going to have that option. So you just got to listen through me saying this, (laughs) but we know you guys are supporting us. So thanks for being there.
1: Hey. We are doing something that always makes me nervous, and that is recording our podcast during the kiddos' naps
0: Yes, but it is nice that we are recording during their naps because last time we're we're back on video, yep, we're doing the whole video thing again, and last time we did it in the middle of the night, pretty much <laughs> it felt like that well I yeah. should just stay up till two in the morning because we always fly by the seat of our pants yeah. and record Monday nights for Tuesday morning podcast upload right. unless we're like you know it's super rare that we do it any other way than right
1: that. any earlier than that yeah
0: yeah but this time we tried doing that with the whole video and elisha had to edit the podcast and the video that night and it was just like we need to be a little bit more on top of our game so yeah so here we are being on top of our game right and
1: <laughs> with the three kiddos katie has them pretty well scheduled for naps which i'm grateful for and so i'd say on a they're all usually asleep. We've got a quiet house for at least an hour every day, would you say? Yeah,
0: a solid hour. A solid we aim hour. for two. There's like some overlap one to three with the naps. It's supposed to be a quiet time, right. but yeah. It takes sometimes them a little bit to fall asleep or one mm-hmm. of them gets up a little early, so.
1: Yeah. So okay. we've got a pretty small window to get this podcast recorded. For but we'll, I mean we've done it before and, and we'll do it again.
0: We better. Don't fear. Don't yeah. fear. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Marriage during pregnancy, sex during pregnancy, and really, I just, I feel like I only had stuff, well, we'll just do, you, <laughs> I felt like I had stuff to share about the sex part of pregnancy because it's been different this time mm. for us. Right. As far as the marriage during pregnancy, uh, we have been married and pregnant pretty much our own (laughs) that's a good point
1: that's pretty much all we've known
0: (laughs) it's been very rare that we haven't been pregnant during our marriage so but we did have some breakthroughs
1: yes i'm i'm really happy with some of the things that i've learned uh, as a husband and just regarding our marriage over the last maybe month and a half or maybe month it's been pretty recent over the last month and a half yeah like since we've moved yeah and i think right before we moved as well and so I'm grateful for that, but it's also sobering too, because every time I think we have a breakthrough in our marriage, I'm reminded of the need for continued growth and to never, I guess, act like you're coasting or to mm-hmm. think that there's like this new neutral place that you can find yourself in, uh, because people are dynamic, you know, you're dynamic, I'm dynamic. We're always changing. We're always learning new things. And, that's going to affect our marriage. And so we want to be proactive in making sure that the things that we're learning and the things that we're bringing into our home and into our head are enhancing our marriage and and not tearing it down.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. We just actually, last night we were watching some kind of show and in the marriage, that was like a super strong, steady marriage, you know, like the first five episodes did. we really love their marriage. You just see them start drifting apart mm. and becoming stale and not thinking about the other person. And it's just so weird because you feel like you're watching real life. Like you yeah. feel like you've seen this a million times with people that you know, mm. and it's just a wake up call. Yes. Like you never arrive. This is always something you need to be working on. Or growing in right. or you're sliding backwards, yes, and I just don't want apathy to come in our marriage in a long term impactful way,
1: right, right, because we're committed for the long haul in this marriage, and so if it comes to a catastrophe or if there's some you know big breaking point in our marriage, we would work through it because that's the type of commitment that we have but you don't want it to get to that point. Just yeah. like, you know, you, you, if you have to go to the hospital for an emergency situation that you could have prevented with lifestyle, you'd rather prevent it with your lifestyle leading up. To to the emergency.
0: Well, actually, that's an interesting (laughs) parallel because I feel like it is so easy, like with health or something like that, to not want to spend money on preventative healthcare or not want to spend time on working out or you know all the going to sleep or all the habits that take help, uh, work and effort. And it's the same thing with marriage when there's not a problem. It can be easy to not put the effort in and then you wake up and are like, oh my word, there's a glaring issue here. There's so much water under the bridge. And we've had seasons like that even in our short, short time of being married. And I can't imagine that happening for years. Yes. That would be just like devastating and really, really hard to work through. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, I'm excited to have these, uh, again, this wasn't a catastrophe that led to us addressing things in our marriage. Thankfully, uh but things were at the forefront of our minds enough so that we had to address them, and I think that's something that that's actually one of my points. if I can talk about one of my points just now. oh yeah, no, yeah, just
0: just dive uh, in
1: is from the man's perspective and and it might be stereotypical and that and it might be accurate that the men in a marriage are usually the ones that have a more difficult time communicating and being proactive in their communicating. I think that oftentimes I'm not proactive. I don't do management communication and then it becomes reactive and I'll stuff, I'll stuff, I'll stuff, and then I'll get angry or I'll get upset and and then it turns into a fight. And I think that that's, I know that's not just for men. I know that happens with women too, uh, but something that I've wanted to incorporate into my personhood and into my, and into our marriage are, I think uh, like guidelines, systems, so to speak, because we have systems for things that are important to us, uh, whether it be bills. You know, you put your auto, you got auto pay for your, most people do for like their cell service or for their electricity. Funny be- story. Our You're electricity right. That is actually funny.
0: <laughs> turned off this week. I wasn't even thinking about and that. And we were waiting for it to turn back on and waiting and waiting. And there had been like these huge windstorms coming through the area. And then Elisha's like, I wonder if it's just our house because I hear everyone else's AC on. And apparently something hadn't gone through with, I don't know what, when we were moving. Yeah, I
1: didn't get the I we got like sewer kind of and garbage and everything set up except for electricity.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> <It was laughs> the lights funny. just turned off.
1: Yeah, but those things that you want to have on auto, you put on auto. And it's really helpful because you, you don't miss electricity. and I mean, you don't think about electricity until you don't have it. And then you really miss it. I
0: was like freaking out.
1: Yeah, I know. I was kind of worried too. <laughs> I was just
0: like, it's been <laughs> off for 30 minutes and like the computer battery's going to die. <laughs> what are we going to do when the computer battery dies?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so not to systematize the romance out of marriage. That's not what I'm saying because as I stated at the beginning, marriage is, it's personal, it's dynamic. There's emotion involved. And so you can't create systems, you know, altogether and just have this robotic marriage, but I do want to have systems in place based off of how I feel. And so when I feel myself wanting to stop, say, okay, this is where I need to add a discipline and out of the systems that I've put into place, communicate to Katie either, Hey, I need time to think about this or this is something that actually just offended me or hurt me. And I need to let my emotions, uh, you know, I guess subside before I communicate any further. And I think that about a month and a week ago, uh, I made huge progress. No, no, no. It was a couple months ago. I made huge progress in this area. And I wouldn't, I mean, you, you'd be, what you could speak this better about? than me, but I don't think I've had anger issues. Uh, you wouldn't, no, he, you, you know, he, I don't, I'm yeah, not like I a guy would... that has anger issues. I'm no. not, again, I want you to say that about me, not me, but <laughs>
0: no, I can vouch for that.
1: Uh, however, I have had like pride issues and self-righteousness issues within our marriage and kind of like this mild, Kind of anger or, you know, frustration. Well, I'd
0: say like it's like more bitterness and resentment. Yeah, you're right. It probably like turns into bitterness and resentment. the that I would describe when I feel like you don't communicate for long periods of time. Yes. What's really going on. Is this like when we went and talked in the car? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So this was, I don't know, Elisha was just going through a lot of stuff. And I knew that he was going through things. And right that's yeah, partially this is pri- what it was.
1: It's prior to us moving. And yes. I was transitioning out of my dad's job. Again, I'm not going to make excuses for being a dork because well, no, I was kind of being a dork too. It
0: was a stressful time. Like I knew there was a lot of weight on your shoulders. Sure. Just logistically,
1: season. logistically. Yeah. And
0: I think I have forced Elisha to communicate at times and regretted it. Mm. And so this time I was like, okay, well, I don't want to force him to talk about anything. And I kind of just withdrew. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You tell me if I'm right, but I wasn't pursuing you. I wasn't pursuing you romantically. I wasn't pursuing your needs. And you felt like I wanted you to just leave the house, go fix what was wrong and come home and be happy.
1: That's right. And I don't blame you for wanting to do that based off of how I've reacted to your trying to get me to express myself in times past where I've been, you know, internally processing things and you've tried to get me to express them and I've kind of gotten upset at you. And so I don't blame you for just trying to kind of like keep, because you you recognized that I was kind of trying to sort some things out with our move and with our job and with trying to get stuff sold and just whatever, some relationships at work. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to insert myself into this. He's just going, I'll let him figure it out. But whether or not I wanted to talk about the stuff with you, I did want to feel like you still desired me and wanted my presence and wanted a friendship. And uh yeah, I mean again, that's kind of like off topic. Yeah, yeah, which I did,
0: but I was not communicating that.
1: Right. And I guess I was grateful that I was able to communicate what I communicated to you, not because I did it in a great, effective and eloquent way, but just because it was something that got the ball rolling and eventually was able to be rectified
0: yeah i feel like this is a rectified i feel like that's a good word is it i just made
1: it up so hopefully (laughs) it fits.
0: i feel like this is the cool part about marriage too when you're first dating and someone says oh i like this restaurant or i like greek food and you're like oh i like greek food too and then you're like oh well no i only like this dish like i feel like that would be me with thai food right i say oh i like thai food but like i don't like pad thai i really only like curry
1: right Like, I I think you like yellow curry. curry. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I don't like other curries. I like yellow curry. And those nuances come out Mm. and then your taste buds change and like, wow, now I like crab wontons and yellow curry. And I feel like that's kind of like in our relationship, you can never totally put someone in a box. You can never totally learn them because they are constantly changing and evolving, but also certain big things like me thinking okay elisha doesn't want me to force him to communicate so i'm just going to withdraw and wait for him to like you know wait for the pressure to build enough so that he decides it's worth saying something it was like no that wasn't the right thing to do in this situation either and so i'm grateful for the same issues to come up over and over and over to continue to learn the nuances of who you are yeah that's why in our marriage well
1: thank you And I appreciate that. I appreciate your, your humility. And that's why, I mean, humility is just so required for growth in, in your relationship, but especially in marriage, because of, Mm -hmm. I think one reason is because of what you just said, the constant changing, you think you figure something out about your partner, about your spouse. And that is, that could be very true in that moment, but then people change. And so you do that same thing again, and it's rubbing them wrong. And you're like, what the heck? Like, this is not fair. Like, you're, this is a moving goal line. You know, the target's moving here. And what do you expect me to do? Well, I think that that's why the spouse, each spouse should expect to have humility and and give grace. And, and I don't know. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and continue moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Figure it out. But I do think it was cool, too, because I think just like how I would put you in some boxes, that conversation led to you explaining how you have put me in some boxes. Big time. Where you've had some needs, or desires or things yep. that you've enjoyed maybe talking about. And you just had put me in a box of Katie doesn't enjoy that or she's not going to get into that. So I'm never going to have this need met through Katie.
1: Yeah. Talk about hypocrisy because
0: <laughs> no, 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 you that's... know why that is
1: because early on in our marriage, my biggest fear was that Katie was putting me into a bunch of boxes or it was a big frustration of mine because you it's would,
0: like, it wasn't a fear. It was a fact. It was a reality. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, and it, and it drove me crazy because Katie was all about personality tests at the time and, you know, trying to figure out whether or not we are compatible.
0: Yeah. We do not talk about personality tests anymore. I also don't look into them anymore.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm, I'm the personality that doesn't like personality tests apparently. And cause every time Katie would, would say, Oh, okay. So you're this way. I'd be like, well, I am now, but I want to reserve the right to change that tomorrow or change it in an hour. Uh, but you would always want to like specify and categorize different areas of my life. Yeah. I wanted to me nail crazy. it
0: down because like I, it probably comes with like that oldest child. I want to know the guidelines. I want to know the rules. Like I want to win Yeah, and I want to win in our marriage, not win the argument. I want to win my husband. Right. And so to me, if I know the rules, it's a lot easier to play the game Yes. and the rules change. So I just <laughs> keep mixing it up and when i do feel like i found a rule i don't need to communicate it i can just see over time if that actually right. is a rule you can make you a know, mental note like i can yeah. make a mental note like okay this was a positive or this was a negative and then see over time if that plays out to be true
1: that's right and the reason i was saying it was so hypocritical of me is because i had basically put katie in a couple you know an a box uh a while back. I mean maybe very early on in our maybe even back to our dating.
0: I feel like this happened when we were dating. When we
1: yeah. were dating and I just kind of thought, you know what, Katie does not enjoy these types of conversations or these topics, and so I'll just make a point to not talk to her about this stuff. And and as a result, I would maybe talk to some friends about it if I felt like I needed to talk about these types of things or would want to talk about these types of things. And that was really unfair to you. And again, I want to apologize again, cause not, that's <laughs> no. not cool at all to do that. And, uh, and what's so fun is that after four and a half years of marriage, some of these things that they might seem like trivial topics, but it was more of an overall mindset that I felt like you never really wanted to get into for conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized how you can well, do that or you want to I do think, that.
0: I think just to give you guys some reference, I think it was maybe more, you were thinking I would think they were more trivial topics. Yes, exactly. So they're talking about, I don't know, maybe just thoughts, like thoughts that didn't pertain. Like I'm a very practical person. I'm very action oriented. And so I think when things didn't pertain to our life and Elisha just wanted to talk about theories or throw out what if scenarios or even things like theology when it wasn't real practical, tangible takeaway kind of stuff. I was just like, I don't see the point of how this affects my life, like let's move on.
1: Yeah, you're like, What's the takeaway? What's the action step? How does yeah, this pertain to me? I
0: just wanted like the point blank line right. and for Elisha the joy was the conversation. That's right. The joy was just talking about a theoretical if. Yes,
1: exactly. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <Okay. yeah. laughs> percent.
0: Am I repeating back to you what you said yeah, to me? Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, we're we're I mean, we're going off on this, but I, I do think it was a big Big breakthrough for us, yes. In, in, and starting to learn each other more, yes. And I think having those conversations were really pivotal and really important for us. I always say pivotal when I don't mean pivoting; I mean like they were, I don't know, important, important. But yeah. I want a better word,
1: yeah. Like be- almost like benchmark. It's like they were like benchmark conversations. Well, they or... just
0: really helped us moving going into the move because I feel like since. Since that conversation a couple months ago in the trailer, right? you've brought up numerous things to me that could have turned into big deals.
1: Right. But we were just able to talk about it. And we it. were able to talk about yeah. you.
0: One of those things actually was sex. And this happened just recently. So to give you guys a little background, I have a very high sex drive usually. So sex hasn't been an issue for us in terms of my desire, mm-hmm. which is typically, I don't know, maybe a little more irregular. Sure. So, anyways, this this was just never an issue. Right. I, I wanted it as often Elisha wanted it. I like to initiate.
1: It was, yeah, it was a blessing. It was great.
0: <laughs> it was good. Those times were good. No. <laughs> it they still are, is.
1: It still they is. Are
0: bad. <laughs> but then with this fourth pregnancy, and usually actually my sex drive would increase during pregnancy, it mm-hmm. was more enjoyable for me. So, I, I enjoyed it more. And therefore, we had it more. Mm-hmm. And then with this fourth pregnancy, for whatever reason, I think it. I don't know what the combination was just situationally. We've got a lot going on right now. There's just a lot for my brain to think about as far as, oh, you know, like there's all these projects to think about and we're moving into a new house and there's a new area. And I could do all these things with the kids and the kids are starting school. And I just like my brain was so engrossed with all these good things.
1: Which, um, which I think is probably very common and very natural and can be very good that like, is yeah, Leon, Leon it wasn't is, like a bad,
0: bad thing. No,
1: exactly. They were all good things.
0: Uh, but that was kind of, I, all of a sudden didn't feel this need really as much or desire for sex. It was kind of like this afterthought, like on the back burner, like, oh yeah, I guess we could do that. I kind of mm-hmm. like just forgot about it, Yeah, I guess. And that was coupled with being tired because I am pregnant, but I mean, I, I've gone through all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've been nauseous, I've been tired, and we just do it anyways. And you would enjoy it. And I would enjoy it. Right. Yes, I would want it. Yeah. And um, I just, I'm really, really grateful that Elisha brought up this feeling of being rejected or just not desired, or what was it specifically?
1: Basically, I just wanted to know where you were at with it, because everything you just talked about, about being having other things on your mind, whether they were home projects or homeschooling the kids or whatever it was, you know, you were able to kind of do more of your online business stuff now that we've got Mm -hmm. space to do it in. Uh, You didn't communicate nor. I don't know why you would have communicated like, Hey, I used to think about sex a lot more. Now I'm not thinking about it as much because of these things.
0: Yeah. I think it was a big combination of a hormonal shift, a big life shift. Yeah. And, 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 and self-esteem, which I'll get into.
1: Sure. That makes sense. And I, uh, that doesn't make sense actually, cause I don't know why your self-esteem should ever be low.
0: Oh, good catch. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> <Thank> uh, you.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, and so I just didn't know what, what you were thinking or what you were not thinking. Cause all I knew is that it was different. And I don't know, I don't know if it's because of our culture, if it's because of, uh, my upbringing, it's like, is a guy supposed to bring this up? You know what I mean? Like, is a guy supposed to bring up like, Hey, like I'm so grateful for all that you do. However, what's like, what's with your new attitude regarding sex? You know, like you don't, you just
0: didn't feel like I ever wanted it. Yeah. So you you feel like anytime I wasn't initiating at all. And then when Elisha did initiate, you felt like it was kind of like in the way Mm -hmm. or just not, Real wanted right. or
1: yes, all those things appreciated at the time. Yep.
0: So, anyways, I'm just really glad that Elisha brought it up. I think like if you are a man, eh, like bring it up, talk about it to your wife.
1: Yeah, where what's your feeling? Mean, I'm grateful I did because, and, and I guess it's
0: so helpful for her to know because I think for me, I I didn't like my brain wasn't there. I, I wasn't stressed about our sex life or thinking there was anything Mm -hmm. wrong with it. It was just kind of like, Oh, like I wasn't thinking about our sex life.
1: Right. Right. And I hope I didn't bring it up in a very negative, like critical way or in an attitude of feeling like I'm, you know, getting ripped off from something. I can't really remember how I brought it up, but I do remember it was a good conversation. It's crucial. Crucial. Yeah.
0: Think that through because ultimately what you want is to be unified with your spouse. Yeah. And I felt like Elisha was on my team, but he was like, hey, something's missing here. What is it? Can we figure it out?
1: And I think I even might have said, have I done something? Like, you know, I want to. Yeah, that's how you started. If this is on me, I definitely want to know because something's changed here.
0: Yeah, so those were obviously big, just like physical things that I think distracted me. I was Mm -hmm. distracted, but I also was really struggling with self esteem. And this is a really common thing with women too. And for whatever reason, the stage of life that I was in now, you know, things are just disproportionate. Like, I'm not like clearly pregnant. So I wasn't like feeling real pregnant. I was just more feeling frumpy. Hmm. Like, none of my clothes fit. Hmm. And women are going to relate to this. <laughs> you guys are going to be like, what? But I just felt ugly every day when I got up, and all I had was like, a couple t-shirts that fit and shorts and I felt like I was wearing the same thing every single day and that like was triggering other things as far as I just felt I don't know just unattractive hmm. I didn't feel with your timing you know it was like in the middle of the afternoon because you were home and I just didn't feel clean I didn't feel like my breath smelled good I didn't feel desirable sure and for a woman it's kind of interesting for most women Again, I'm going to stereotype here. But for what most women, what we want through sex is to feel desired.
1: Hmm.
0: And when we feel desired, we desire that person. Hmm. And it's it's different than like what triggers a man's desire. They want to be desired, but typically they desire first. Okay, And... This is something that I heard explained really well and I'm probably not doing a great job of, but it really stuck with me because I think it's really true, at least in my life, where if I'm not feeling desirable, then I don't really want anyone to desire me. True. Sure. I don't want Elisha up close because I just, I just don't like myself. Right. And so in that conversation Elisha and I had, I realized, you know what? I need to put an effort, effort, <laughs> effort to feeling desirable. This, this has been like. I've been so distracted with all these other things. I've been down sweating in the, you know, the office, getting it done. I just feel sweaty and grimy and I, and I love everything I'm doing, but I'm not like sex ready, Hmm. you know? And in this conversation, I realized that needs to actually be a really big priority. So the next day I like, I put on myself Tanner, which honestly... Makes me feel a lot better. It's just like instant <laughs> feel better. Um and then I took a long time to like blow blow out my hair. I put in hair products that I usually don't use. I brushed my teeth. I found out where my gum was. I went to the store and bought a couple dresses so I would feel cute. I went through storage and pulled out clothes that fit me. And these all sound like little things but then
1: it kind of sounds like a lot of big things to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> it took a
0: lot of time and effort and you can think like oh well that's just like all a waste of time but for me in the middle of the afternoon I felt desirable. Hmm. I felt cute mm-hmm. even though I still had the same weight. I still had the same amount of distractions but I felt cute and I went out and found the gum and then I went out and found Elisha <laughs> and <laughs> I initiated in my time when I felt good. Yeah, But I think that that's something that as women, we need to put an effort in, like, if we aren't feeling desirable, then that's something we need to work on Hmm. so that we can be in that space mentally to be able to be pursued Hmm. and to be able to pursue, because that's something that's, I just think is really important.
1: I I enjoy it. That's for sure.
0: Well, Uh, I'm just saying like how to go through these seasons of a low sex drive, because I think that it doesn't have to be this animalistic instinct that's there. Or it's not. I think Hmm. Hollywood really teaches that, like, this is something that's never controlled. Hmm. It's always an impulse or a repulse. Like, that's just how it is. It's like, oh, well, I just can't help it because I just feel all these feelings for this person. Or we see, like, in marriage or stuff like that, we're just like, I have no desire to be with my spouse, so I'm getting a divorce, or I'm not going to, or I'm going to have an affair. You know, that's not what sex is, because with a low sex drive, you could still get turned on.
1: Yeah. Yep. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah my wife's like <laughs> nervous, but I'm saying thing I'm saying like right now, through this season where I don't have this naturally high craving or desire, it just means you have to put in more mental effort. Hmm. It's like you can get turned on, so get turned on. Hmm. Sex is like so important in a marriage for connection, emotionally, mentally, physically. It's not just for your husband. It's for you. Mm. And if I, I mean, if you're, if you're a guy and you're listening to this, I mean, you probably don't want to hear this from me, but you know, whoever's the lower sex drive in the relationship, I would just say it's important for your spouse. So put the, put the work in if they want it and it's not something that you are naturally just craving all the time or as often as they are, you can still get there, hmm. but get into it, you know, and yeah. get turned on because that's the thing. Like you were telling me that when we did have sex, you didn't feel like I was really into it. Yeah. I was just kind of going through the motions. Right. And that's not fun for the other partner.
1: Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't know how to contribute to anything you just said because it's a, uh, I don't know if I can relate to it. I mean, I think I, maybe I can relate to it. I feel like you
0: have. I feel like there's definitely been times in our marriage where I've wanted sex and you haven't, or you haven't had that, uh, appetite sure. just due to you being overwhelmed right. or you being tired or you having a lot on your plate Yeah. and I am feeling all ready to go Right. and you're like not there, Yeah. but you'll do it Right. for me and you'll enjoy it with yeah. me.
1: Yeah no that that definitely i think that has happened um and it's a blessing like it's a blessing to give you know it's a blessing but then it's a blessing to receive like i i really do think i guess the way i'm hearing you s- to speak it's not like it's just a self sacrificial offering of yourself no, to me no. you are really grateful and you receive a a lot too emotionally physically mentally all these things by making this effort
0: i was talking to a couple women today online about this and they're saying i usually enjoy it once we have it Hmm. but i don't want it Hmm. in the beginning right you know and so i think again just coming back to sometimes sex is work sometimes in the to to get in the mood like if i'm not talking about if it's painful and you need to see a doctor, you know, right. those are, those are specific things. But during pregnancy and during our lives, during menopause, I hear like our it's just going to be up and down our desire levels, mm. depending on what stress loads are going through. But our spouse is always there and we should always have a desire for them to feel loved and appreciated. And if that, if sex is a part of that, then I want to put in the effort to, to meeting that need for them. And also it does meet a need for us. Hmm. Like you were saying, it's really a twofold thing. So I guess my encouragement would just be, yes, I do have a lower sex drive right now, but we're still enjoying a very intimate Mm -hmm. relationship because one, Elisha communicated it. And I realized, Oh, this is (laughs) surprise, surprise. This is still a priority. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And two, it's something that I really, that really has ministered to me. It's just looked different in Hmm. this season.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That makes, that's, that's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's all I wanted to share. But I think that a lot of people have found themselves in that position. Right. And so it's something that I feel is worth talking about, even though it's a little bit like, I don't know, maybe random or awkward. I don't know.
1: Well, no, I mean, I think you're just more comfortable and capable of talking about this tonight. Any t- so-
0: time we've ever done a podcast on sex, I've had to ask Elisha and beg Elisha and yeah. eventually just end up talking about it myself and no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, well maybe I don't know maybe that is how it's worked out all I know is I always need to like change my t-shirt afterwards because I sweat through them during it and we'll pit it out from this conversation
0: hopefully <laughs> I don't ever want to make it awkward hopefully like the way we're talking about this yeah. is like in a frank like not sure. uncomfortable right
1: I want it to be factual and helpful and I, I think that what you were talking about was And, and, and I think it, you know, it goes in line with just knowing you need to continually work on your marriage, every aspect of your marriage and physical intimacy is a very crucial part of a marriage.
0: Yeah. I guess it's not just a part of a marriage you drop for a season because it's not coming easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like what the Bible says is an agreed upon amount of time and it's communicated and there's understanding. Uh,
0: Oh, I mean, there's a million reasons to not have sex for physical reasons or like, you know.
1: Shirts, I'm not saying
0: fasting. never, right. <laughs> never stop for any kind of season. Yes.
1: And I think, but but the point is, is that it can be an open conversation and you know where the other person's coming yeah. from.
0: I guess I do know of women who are like, oh, I'm pregnant. We aren't having sex.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I'm in my first trimester and I'm nauseous. We aren't having sex. Instead of like, okay, well maybe we just need to be, I'm nauseous. I'm like vomiting, but we still had great sex.
1: Right. I mean, you don't vomit while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I>, I'm vomiting. <laughs> oh man don't picture that (laughs) no but i'm saying maybe you have to be creative like hey don't come anywhere near me unless you have gum and you bring some for me right you know or like this is the only position that's going to work for me, Right. but we can do it. And just, it needs to be quick. You know, mm-hmm. like you could talk through those exactly. kinds of things in different seasons, right. but it's not like this isn't happening because I'm not willing to be creative or put an effort. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to be that person. So, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're awesome, Katie. Thank you. Uh, wow. Well, okay. Well, there you have it. There's the podcast episode for this week. hope you folks enjoyed it. Uh, thank you all so much for the encouragement you've left. I, you know, we are starting to post these podcasts on YouTube and I love that so many of you that aren't able to leave a rating or a review on iTunes because maybe you listen on Spotify or on Google play or something, uh, you've come over and encouraged us on youtube so thank you or, for that
0: or it's just way more fun to have actual dialogue with you guys yes. because on the podcast you leave one review and we never hear from you right. again because we, we can't, can't we can't talk back yeah so we love hearing episode to episode what you guys are thinking about or going through and obviously like with something like this you know dms if you don't want a public comment
1: yeah that's right <laughs> all right we'll talk to you guys next week bye-bye
0: bye